say my name until the city burns and the stars fade away and your scars don't hurt i will hold you till the sun comes crashing down i'm yours until the end of time hey everyone welcome to the restored to more podcast a listener supported podcast that is dedicated to restoring marriages to wholeness in christ after being affected by pornography and sexual brokenness After betraying charity with pornography and unwanted sexual behavior, we had no idea how to rebuild our relationship or even if it was possible to restore what was broken. Today, by God's grace, we have learned how to connect again, laugh again, and rebuild spiritual, emotional, and sexual intimacy to an even greater experience than before. Our goal is that as you hear our story, the stories of others, and the knowledge needed to heal, you too can have a marriage that is becoming restored to more. I'm yours until the end of time. Update everyone. Course one registrations are back open. Whoop, whoop. This is an eight week course starting Thursday, September 14th. That is designed to help you and your spouse start the journey to becoming restored to more. It will be led by R2M certified coaches, Cody and Michelle Larson. We will be focusing on how to cultivate safety and trust, healthy communication, deal with triggers, and begin to discover how God can use crisis to create closeness. You can see all the details on our website and can register today at www.restoredtomore.com slash courses. Also, if you have appreciated this podcast, a great way to say thank you is leaving a five-star rating and a positive review. These reviews help more people find the podcast and experience hope and healing. Say my name until the city Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Restored Tomorrow. We are so excited for our guests today, Jorge and Denisa. Let me tell you a little about them. So Jorge and Denisa Suarez are certified sex therapists, marriage counselors, authors, speakers, radio hosts, and also the hosts of Sexo Divino, a TV show with millions of viewers where they focus on sex, relationships, and intimacy. They have been married for three decades and started Jordan Ministries with a passion to see marriages flourish by educating them on emotional, connectional, true intimacy, aging in love, and divine sex. Jorge, we're so excited to have you and Denisa on the show. Thank you so much. Well, let me just make a uh, disclosure here. Sex is better with a no. Yes, it is. On both ends. The name name of the show is Sexo Divino. It's a Spanish (laughs) translation for divine sex. We're so grateful to be here with you guys. Love it. Well, um, first of all, let's have our listeners. We got the awesome privilege to get to know you guys at uh, a summit that Dr. Julie Slattery put on. And um, I like came out of the room because you guys had worship. You were doing something with the worship. And all of a sudden, Clint comes back and he's like fired up because he met a brother. And he yeah, was that's like, right. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he was so excited. Um, and I was like, he's like, you got to meet this couple. And, and he's like, they're amazing. They're so fun. And um, so I just couldn't agree more with what he said. And it was so awesome to get to know you guys and just have fun with you guys. You guys are just such a fun livelihood couple. And um, we strive to be like you guys one day. Well, it was love at first sight because we felt the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Well, why don't we just start with our audience getting to know your guys' story a little bit, the backstory of your guys' marriage, and then what made you so passionate to do all the things that you guys are doing today? Well, um, I'll say it in in, in a brief um, few statements. Uh, We both come from broken families, and I love sharing this part of our story because people sometimes feel 
oh, life hasn't been fair. Nobody modeled for me. I don't come from the right background, so I'm going to be messed up. Uh, no, we, we come from very messed up backgrounds for adultery, um, abuse, alcohol. you know, alcohol, all kinds of things were part of the story. And when we decided separately without knowing each other that we did not want that story to be repeated. And when we met Jesus at 15, which we both um, know about the Lord at, at 15, we said, we want things to be done the way of God. And we started, um, you know, believing and trusting that God could do something different for us. That's true. And, you know, actually, in my, on my uh, side of the story, I remember struggling emotionally at home because my parents were you know, detached from one another. I, I did not see a, a healthy intimacy model at home. They were coming apart. They were divorcing. They were not sleeping together, at least not in the same room. And, and that would, being the youngest of my siblings, that really left like a big dent in my spirit. I was so, so saddened and disturbed by, by seeing this. This is the core of who we are as a family. To, to go through that, actually, in the end, however, that's what led me to the Lord. Wow. I came to, to church seeking for that greater something that could take care of those emotional yes. emo, em, emotional needs in me. And I was introduced to Jesus. And, you know, so I don't know where you are. If you're listening to this uh, episode, if you're here connecting, searching for some answer, answers, uh, God is always going to be the answer. He always has a way to turn things around for, for good. And that's what I saw out of this crisis, something beautiful. My life became connected with the source. And now look at us. Look what we're doing now. And I, it, I think it's this beautiful story of, of redemption. You know? If you're single and searching, if you're in a relationship, do not be afraid of people past. Do not be mm. afraid of the damage that is behind. You reach out to the Lord and he'll give you resources. We started reading books. Um, I would leave little highlights and notes for Jorge to read because, of course, you know, which guy wants to read about relationships? <laughs> and here we are. God is, um, is a creator of brand new um, stories. I love that you guys were willing to have the conversation with God, Jorge. I mean, that's that's the first step, right? The first step is us saying, I have ideas about God. Maybe I know friends who have been in church who didn't really do a good job representing God. And yet you were just willing to go and say, well, let me have my own conversation with God and see what happens. And it sounds like he not only redeemed the brokenness, but then even is using it now to impact literally millions of people around the world. Uh, And I just think that's incredible to see. I think God is so, he's a specialist Mm. at doing this kind of stuff. We feel when we look at our own, you know, um, resources and our own strength, we know that it's not of us. This has to come from a from a from a greater source, and that's why God is a special. Uh, he specializes in taking the broken, taking the the and making it like taking the the ashes and turning them into a beautiful thing. And I think there's no exception to that. Any everyone qualifies for that for that uh, process, and and, and, and it's he, exciting. He is faithful. Like he guided us even when we started dating through the process. 
we wanted to honor him. We didn't know what that looked like. So he kept on pouring into us, giving us strategies to keep our relationship in a way that was honoring to him. Uh, in fact, I'm writing a book. Of course, the female is writing the book about her love story. <laughs> I'm a great writer, uh, by the way. <laughs> but I, I wanted to write the love story like a soap opera, you know, like the real mm. things, like the emotional things. And God gave me these, you know, to put in the strategies that he pour into us to keep the relationship going in the direction he wanted it. So hopefully 2022 will bring the book out, you know, but uh, God is faithful. And when you want, and you know, to please him and to honor him, he will be there to, to help you. Whatever the season, the stage of your life, single, married, newlywed, he will do it. Yes. I love that so much. Such a beautiful picture of who God is. I mean, like, seriously, you guys, you guys are living testimony because I know so many couples who can say, well, I never learned it. And so that's why, you know, I am the way that I am. Or, you know, I never had a good example. So, you know, that's why we just, that's why our marriage is the way that it is. And they will use their past circumstances um, to determine their future circumstances. And- it doesn't have to, what you're saying is like, look at who you guys are and who you become and, and how you've allowed God to work in you to minister to other people. It's incredible. It's amazing. And it's, it gives so many couples hope to say like, okay, like this doesn't have to be my story. There doesn't have to be generational, you know, stronghold. We can break those curses. Um, God can rewrite any story if you allow him to. And that's what you guys are saying. And that is so powerful. So I, I'm just so grateful. And, you know, I, I wanted to interject in there and say that he continues to do it mm-hmm. as you allow him because he didn't make it perfect. He took us through the journey and he continues to perfect it. Wow. So even as we're married, our marriage could be fragile. It could break. Something could go wrong. We're humans. But as we allow him to still be part of who we are and to have a voice and we're willing to listen, he continues to guide and protect our marriage. Wow. Yes. And you know, Charity, you mentioned something so so beautiful there. Yes, it is something, it, it is a choice, actually. You can choose to, to, you can choose to change the end of your story by allowing God to write the new pages. Wow. That's literally ha- what happens. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with intimacy. I know we, we're going to, we're going to, Target, we're going to focus on, on the topic sooner than later, right? So <laughs> intimacy, I wish I could say, you know, I, I could take all the credit. Oh, my gosh, look what an expert I am, because I'm not. I When I came to this marriage, I had no clue how to be intimate. I actually came from brokenness. I did not have the right models in front of me growing up. I did not see my dad ever doing uh, the nourishing thing that takes place in a healthy relationship. So I was lacking, I was short, I was in need to learn. So just like I'm a musician, so I have to use like musical example. When I started learning piano, which is my one my secondary instrument, uh, I did not have a clue what, how, what to do with those black and white keys, right? But then there's a process of learning. You expose yourself to a discipline of learning. You sit down hours, hours learning the, the you know, yes. the, the data, the, the re- sight reading, the notes, everything about music you need to learn. 
And then eventually you'll be able to probably play one little song. Mary had a little lamb, right? Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But you do, but you conquer that. Intimacy exactly the same. It's an mm. art that needs to be learned. It's an art that takes time, re- requires effort to develop, to, to, to you know, to, 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 yeah. to, to grab it. So that's why we always recommend that couples, especially young couples, couples that are just like newlywed or they're mm. just thinking about getting married. It's so important for you guys to, to expose yourself to knowledge. Yeah. Knowledge is eventually what sets free. That's what you need in order to conquer that area. So learning the, the skills, learning the, the theory of it is going to help you eventually to put it into practice. Yeah, excellent. Wow. That's amazing. I'm so glad you went there, Jorge, and we can segue yeah. right into that. What do you see are some of the most common challenges with intimacy? So many of us come, whether it's our background or our baggage or our desire, but we don't know how to do it. What does that look like? What are some of those common things that keep us from being intimate? I would say two things. Uh, One, past mistakes, lack of trust because of whatever your experiences have been. Or two, thinking that it's just going to flow. It's just going to happen. And, um, you know, we're Christians. We both love God. So it should just happen. (laughs) Well, I have news for you. (laughs) It doesn't just happen. We need to invest. This marriage of 32 years has taken us going to a summit to sit down through learning, going to a conference to sit down to learn, um, reading a book that is not for our patients, but that is for ourselves, um, devoting the time to be alone and to grow. Uh, so even if there's been past experiences that predispose you and you know give you alerts, it is okay to get alert and to be you know kind of like a little bit on your guard, But eventually you need to start opening up and risking and taking risks, being vulnerable and transparent. If you really want to connect at the deep levels um, that you want to, Um, it doesn't just happen. (laughs) So many times we get married and we have that lust, right? There's that luster of there's not really true intimacy because we really don't know each other, Mm -hmm. but we I'm attracted to charity physically or she's really fun to hang out with. And then you know, we, we do find that we just both love Jesus and that's great. And those are definitely some sort of, some form of intimacy because I know that about her, but there hasn't really been a lot of struggle yet. There hasn't been a crisis. There hasn't been a challenge. And so I think a lot of young couples get married and all we have are the examples that movies provide for us. And so movies almost create this fake intimacy, right? Like they are just so in love, but they know nothing about each other. And so what I hear you saying is that we have to actually go, intimacy isn't just ever going to happen. We have to really work at it and we have to learn how to communicate. And like you said, Jorge, for a lot of us guys, we didn't have parents that were emotionally available. So even doing that feels so uncomfortable. Can you just speak to that for a little bit? It's just being vulnerable. And that vulnerability, uh, it is it's required in three different areas. And I want you guys to hear me well, because these are like the essential areas of connection that you will ever need to explore and conquer in your relationship. It's number one, the, the, spirit, the emotional. You have to learn to connect emotionally with your partner, meaning getting to know the person, allowing yourself to be known by that person, you are in partnership. This is not a one-way street. This is a two-way street. 
So emotionally, vulnerability is so essential. Then there's the spiritual. We are created in, you know, three-dimensionally as well. We are, you know, uh, bodies, which is that we're going to talk about the, in the moment. We are souls, right? And then we have, uh, you know, our minds, our spirit, which is the spiritual side of the, of the uh, vulnerability needed. If you think about, well, let me complete that list and then I'll give you, give you a biblical example. I think it always helps. So then there's the emotional, number one. Number two, the spiritual, right? Connecting uh, spiritually. And then third is the physical, the, the sexual, you know, the, the expression of what's inside, the expression of your health in your emotional and spiritual connection. The greatest sex happens when you are very acquainted with your partner emotionally and spiritually. Yep. You can, you can go around that. You can, you can tell me that I don't believe in that because I don't, I, we, we we always, yeah, the best orgasm for sure. We no, we always have a great sex. Yeah. But you know, intimacy is not about the physical and that's the, that's a misconception that we grow up with. We think it's about self-serving or self-gratifying is getting what I need from this, you know, whatever. In the end, though, you probably had a great physical experience and you feel empty and not connected with your partner. Which is why younger couples don't see the issues until later, because mm. so far they got together and boom, it happened. Uh, but they didn't take care of the emotional one. They didn't take care of the emotional disconnect that, you know, we don't pray together. We don't, we don't allow each other to be in that, you know, vulnerable space. So it is essential that you cultivate. Plus, if you look at God's plan, God reserved sex for the context of the covenant of marriage. Mm. While you're getting to know each other emotionally and spiritually, you're allowing the time to go by You're focus on building that foundation so that the third element comes at the right timing. And how do we do that? Practical ways. Get to know the family. What are the issues of the broken family? How did they handle it at home? And how are you handling it now? How does he treat his mom, his sister? How does she treat, you know, it's like, we want to see those things. That is investment. That is vulnerability. That is getting to know each other emotionally. So let's go. I promise that I would uh, use some biblical example because the Bible is our is our you know manual of life. Absolutely. That's where we learn all the principles, all the the wisdom. So think about Jesus. He was taken to the wilderness for forty day fasting. Right. If you study uh, in the Gospels, you study the the nature of that of those temptations that came to Jesus. Satan was attacking targeting exactly precisely those three areas of his mm-hmm. life the emotional the spiritual and then the physical when when he said you can turn this rock into bread just eat you know eat if you're starving just eat uh, he he was tempted in 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 worshiping uh someone other than god so that was a spiritual vulnerability that jesus had to fight against and prove himself in that process so just go at your own in your own time. Just go study that little, wow. uh, uh, you know, passage, passage of wow. scripture, and you're going to realize those three three areas are so important for personal growth. For even if you're if you are in, you're in your dating stage, you're not yet married. To 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 explore how how emotional 
spiritual or and physical vulnerability might look or feel like is important. Wow. I think that's going to give you a great foundation as you uh, draw closer to that, you know, saying yes at the altar and being closer to that, to that commitment. So it's important to, for us to be aware of the three-dimensionality of our uh, intimacy. We go into more detail in our book on that. Yes. So, so um, buy the book. Go buy the book. On, on our, on our the book. website. There's the book. It's called Divine Sex. Mm. <laughs> I love it. Now, you guys Obviously. work with so many couples that are in crisis, right? I mean, we, we just heard that for you, Denise, you just walked out of a five-hour counseling session for couples who come to your intensives. And my question is, what are you, is there a pattern that you're seeing with these couples that continue to come seeking help? Is it that they don't allow themselves to be vulnerable and then it explodes after a long period of time? What are some things that couples can do proactively to not get to a place where they're going to get a divorce or they're in crisis? Well, the first thing is to acknowledge that we're humans and we're flawed and that it doesn't matter how in love we are, there's going to be issues. Issues do not mean that we don't love each other. Mm. And sometimes we want to measure that we love each other because there's no arguments and there's no disagreements. Mm. Jorge and I cannot be more different than each other. I mean, night and day in so many things. (laughs) Well, that doesn't mean that we don't love each other with our lives. We just have to learn to balance the, the coming and going. So let's not hide it. Let's bring it up. Let's find therapy, accountability. Let's talk about it early. Let's not just pretend that it will get over as we mature, that in a year that's not going to be there. I promise you the way Jorge manages time is different than the way I manage time. It's been like that since I met him and it's still like (laughs) that. So we've learned to deal with each other. You know what's incredible is that when we, I think this is such a good topic. I'm so glad we're talking about this because when a couple enters marriage and let's say they didn't date for very long, there's all these connection points. No, you don't focus on the points you don't connect on. You don't focus on the differences when you're dating, right? When you're dating, you're like, oh, Charity loves surfing. I love surfing. Yes. Charity loves to be athletic and, and be physical and like go out and play volleyball. I'm like, oh, I love volleyball. Oh, she loves music. I lead worship. She loves to sing. Oh, wow. We're so meant for each other. And I think what <laughs> happens is that as you as the, as the relationship prolongs and you get married or you have kids, all of a sudden we think that that person changed because now we don't have all these connection points anymore. And what I hear you saying is it doesn't mean you fell out of love or that person changed. In fact, true love is developed through intimacy. So why don't you talk about how you can actually develop a communication about those things that can enrich your marriage to help you flourish? Yeah, you're so absolutely right. That's exactly uh, what we teach. Literally, the fact that you're not seen out of eye doesn't make you enemies. But there's a principle that you can actually uh, make it as part of your core foundation, the, the way you process, mm. that even when you don't see eye to eye, you can actually learn to listen and understand your partner. Wow. Listen and understand. That's all it takes. It takes you taking yourself from self-centeredness mm-hmm. and, and the spotlight and get putting your partner and their needs in the, first, in the yes. forefront. When you do that, then you are not only growing 
becoming a better human. Because <laughs> listen, we are taught to, to speak, voice out, speak out your voice, mm. share your what you're thinking. That that's what we learn in school. Yeah. But we're very, very not not so well taught to actually sit and listen. Mm. That's why God gave us two ears and one mouth because we're 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 better at listening than speaking, so that we can grasp the content of the message. We miss out. Part of our uh, therapy approach is we call it the three day intensive clinic, the three day soulmate clinic. And that consists of, you know, the couple comes here and uh, depends on where we do it, Colorado Springs or whatever. We meet for three days. We disconnect from the world. We focus on the main issues. We even go through some mini workshops of communication because we find that people do not know how to relate a message what? and receive it and, and know what to do after you receive the message if you are indeed paying attention. So we're so distracted these days. <laughs> and one of the things that people have the hardest time getting um, in those um, times that we're working is to learn to accept influence from their partners. Mm -hmm. Because we feel that if I let you influence me, I'm going to disappear. No, you're not that weak. Or you're going to change my mind. No, <laughs> no that's not the point. You're not that yeah. fragile. You're going to be you. But you need to learn to accept influence. And I, the same way that I say Jorge and I are very different with the time, um, I was very uptight. I'm very task-oriented. I'm very production-minded. And Jorge, I, I say to people, he taught me to smile. I learned to smile with him. Jorge is Mr. Relax, <laughs> chill, enjoy life. Oh, my gosh. Life too short. Let's, let's venture. Let's, let's try something. Well, he's, you know, and I, you know, we, we, we tease with this. He's my Alan, you know, he's mm. taking me on that, you know, right on the magic carpet. Say it again, baby. Say it again. <laughs> Come on. He's showing me the world. A whole new world. <laughs> so, I love it. I love it. I'm definitely ready. Again. You're ready. You're ready to sing. You're ready what to sing. What most people don't know is what I don't even know is how many albums you actually have recorded out there, Jorge, and how your music... <laughs> Like you were performing all over the world. Is that right? Even before you did all yeah, this. Yeah, that's where it all started, man. And you oh like let go gosh. of that dream because you saw the impact that this calling wow. would have on other people. That is incredible in and of itself. Mm. I love yeah. that. I love what you're saying because Cherry just talked about this. Like mm. we were doing just, hey, what do you what I appreciate about you and what you appreciate about me yesterday. And I was saying, I really appreciate how you let me influence you. And how there's many times where I feel like God is taking our family over here or he wants to show us this revelation and Charity listens so well and she lets me lead our family in that. And that doesn't come naturally. I know Charity is very strong. She was raised in a, in a, in a setting where she had to take care of herself a lot of times. And and that's what I hear you saying too, Denise, is like, is like it's okay to be influenced by your partner. It doesn't mean you're going to lose yourself. And what's the whole purpose? Isn't it so that we look more like Christ in the long run? And I think that's what you're talking about. The covenant and our relationship to Christ and the bond of marriage is even greater than me. Actually, the Bible says that there's greater wisdom in counsel. Mm. So when you hear another set of another person with, you know, another set of eyes, another set of ears, another set of mind, a brain that is working also, you're going to be richer in the end. Wow. The yeah. decisions made are going to be so much better because you're going to have a better understanding and perception of what where you're headed. Uh, that's why God 
merge merges two lives together and make them one yeah. so that that oneness is where his glory is manifested the greatest yeah so we need to learn the principle it's all about living out of principles not emotions and part of why it's hard is because it requires humility because sometimes you've got to acknowledge you know what this is actually a better idea or a more timely solution um it's not necessarily right or wrong and it requires identity knowing who you are and being secure that the fact that your idea is not the one or that you're what you want is not what's happening doesn't erase you just still a contributor you're still part of it uh, and not be afraid of that I feel that, you know, that that's part of what we need to learn. And if you're single, you know, developing your identity, knowing who you are, um, practicing humility, listening to others, you know, speaking to your life and considering those things um, in honesty is, is key into preparing for a good, solid relationship. So God saw the need uh, and he offered the greatest opportunity for every human who wants to learn the Christian principle of dying to self. A nice, we, every conference we speak at, everywhere we go, I like to be reminded of this and remind people of this. So he said, you know what? Hmm, what am I going to do to remind these people uh, the, the principle? Said, you know, I'm going to let them marry. I'm going to let them get married. The moment you get married, it's the moment you, you start the process of dying to self. Because in is and, and you, you can ask Paul about this, Apostle Paul. He can, he can tell you, for I no longer live, for I no longer live. It's it's just Galatians 2:20, so so vivid of an experience. When you experience the death of, of the crucifixion in your own life, then you're gonna give life to your partner. And I hope the you know there's somebody out there listening to this. The more you die to self. The more life you are imparting to your partner, and the more life your marriage is eventually going to have. Wow, so good. Can I ask a question, Ori? Let's talk about that for a minute because what I have found is that even as hard as I try to be a great husband, I feel that when I'm doing it in my own power, I consistently fail. So maybe there's a husband out there or a wife out there who's going, "Listen, man, I'm trying." Like I'm trying and maybe they're white knuckling it, right? They're just trying so hard. They're reading the books, but there's something missing. How do we allow the spirit of God to enter our heart in a way that allows us to be the spouse that we need to be for our significant other? That is excellent question because there are two things that we typically see that happen when you're trying to do it in your own strength. Number one, you can become codependent and disappear, lose your voice in dying for the other, doing it in their own healthy way. And number two, you're never going to have enough resources. You're never going to do good enough. But when you go to the Lord, and that's why it is important that we have a relationship that is active, that is regular. When you go to the Lord and you ask him, how do I handle this? What do I say for this? How do I show godliness? He is going to, the Bible says, Ask for wisdom. He's going to give it to you like by the buckets. That's my translation. <laughs> Denisa, gonna... That was Denisa 323. <laughs> <laughs> but when you ask him with sincerity, I want to be that person. 
he will give you the right words. He will give you the right attitude. He will give you the right strategy. And you will not lose yourself in a codependent way of pleasing, people pleasing, but you're going to become someone that is investing and imparting in the life of their partner. And there's a big difference in, in that, those two things. And the two shall become one. That's the process. Yeah. It was established from the very beginning. Guys, we need we need to do a conference. We need to do a conference. Yes, we're in. The next yes. one you have, just invite us and we'll come out for sure. We're so in. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay, can you guys give us some tips, like or some tools, um, just to how like practical ways to build intimacy? If somebody were to be like, hey, I want to build intimacy with my spouse, um, what are some practical things that they could implement um, in their lives? Yeah. yeah. I can think of one um, real quickly here. Uh, learning to share emotions is important. And there's a little exercise that you can just, you know, make it, uh, make it practical. Make, find three, five minutes a day. And just take the time to go over a, an emotion, a feeling that you experienced today. Make it something real. And then you're going to start by sharing that feeling with your partner. And you're going to say, today I felt, I don't know, uh, could be, I don't know, could be positive or negative. doesn't matter. Don't make it about the relationship because we're trying to improve and not to get stuck in the emotions of the relationship. Make it about personal, a personal experience. And then you can share, uh, you know, so I feel strong today. Um, I don't know. I'm having a great day. I feel strong. I feel encouraged. Uh, and then you can share, take it back to a story uh, of your childhood or, or the past. I remember feeling this way after my teacher, I don't know, you know, uh, complimented me for, for doing a great job. I was so encouraged. This, what that this, this does is allows, it opens a conversation and an opportunity for your partner to get to know you a little better. Like maybe she didn't know that you are responding to encouraging words, to affirming words. Maybe uh, she, she just needed to be reminded. Maybe she needs to know or he needs to know that uh, waking up in the morning and telling you a great few lines that will make your day go better will be a new practice. So it allows to get to know intimacy, bottom line, it's very simple. Intimacy is to know you better and to get to know to me, be to better. be known better. That, that's it. <laughs> I want to know you better and I, not, I want you to know me better. Another, another simple tip is always acknowledge each other at the beginning and at the end of the day. And as much as you can in between the day when you go separate ways. Like wake up, don't, don't let your day start without acknowledging the presence. You know how many people long to have someone to wake up next to? Mm. And you have that blessing. Like let that kiss be there. Let that hello, let that poke, let that, you know, pinch be there. Mm. And when you part ways and you're going your own way and you're going your own separate way, make sure you, you, you say goodbye to each other. You greet each other. Okay, see you at dinner time. Like make sure you connect, that you look into those eyes and that you give that kiss, that there's that physical touch. And that when someone gets back into the house, that they're acknowledged. Hey, you're home. Like make sure you celebrate the fact that you get to be with each other. 
that is a beautiful reminder of God's blessings and of the value that you're placing on the other person. You want to know one of the top issues that get to our counseling office mm. today is loneliness. Wow. People that are married, yet they report loneliness. I feel like I'm going through life alone. I don't feel that I have a partner, that I have a, a, a witness to my every day because people get so self-centered and so distracted with the craziness of this world. I'm the lost. I want more. I got to go work more because I got to make more money because I, everything's more, 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 more. And in, uh, in the end, they're missing out the, the greatest joy of discovering, learning, and getting to know the person that God has given you as a witness to every moment of your life. Wow. And I think it's important to, to stop, do an assessment, and remember, why are we even married? Mm. I want someone to know me. I want to, to know them. So I want, want to, to witness my life. Yes, I want walk to walk the have, journey with me. So that's going to start breaking that pattern, that feeling of disconnect, isolation, and you know that uh, that I'm going through this life alone, and that's 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 that start with the emotional, with the spiritual. Wow. So good. Oh, I have so much to say on that. That was so good. You guys just like that was incredible. Mm-hmm. Those incredible tips. I love what you said, Hori, about just starting to voice emotions. A lot of us we look at those feeling words PDFs, and it's like, oh my gosh, this is so big, and there's so many words and. Do I feel encouraged? Like, what does that even mean? Like, you know, and so I, I love that because we have, to start small. we have to start small and then build up. Mm-hmm. And what you said, Denisa, is incredible. And then what, about loneliness, I think that our generation and the one to come, Generation Z, that is even younger than us, there is depression. There is more suicide than ever. Uh, there is so Anxiety. many kids that feel like they are parentless, even though they have two parents that are married that live in the home because they are doing exactly what you're saying. And so I think you're talking about an epidemic that we are seeing in the world. We can't get off our phone. And every time somebody hearts our post or they say they like it or they comment on it, we get that little tiny dopamine hit and that connection that goes, oh, they like me. But in reality, there's nobody there. It's just a face yeah. on a screen. And so we are living for pseudo belonging. We don't even know what that means to be appreciated. We think it's how many followers we have on the on our Instagram. And so I just think you're hitting on something that is amazing. And then it's happening in marriages. So many couples need to hear what you're saying. It right is. Now. And it's happening in families. And Jorge has a beautiful teaching that he... He's done several times on family intimacy, Mm. because if we start modeling and including our children in these things, sharing these feelings with them, we're educating them, we're helping them get to our age or to your age um, in a such better shape for for relationship. So, yes, there, there is a need for families and parents to um figure out creative ways of the lecturing that is about all that is happening. Um, quit the fun. Well, what about we create something that entices them to quit mm, the fun yeah. and, and to engage with us? How about we seduce them for fun? How about we seduce our children to, to partake in, in the things? It takes effort. It takes an investment, intentionality, mm. but we can do it. And wow. we won't stop preaching and speaking and going um, until we have the la- until we take our last breath. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It's necessary. 
I you love what it. you guys are saying. There's so many young couples, even Charity and I, that I can tell Charity to get off her phone because I think there is a lot more women on the social media than the men sometimes. And I see Charity on her phone. And I love what you're saying, Denisa, because I can tell Charity, hey, get off your phone. But she's like, well, then talk to me. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. You can get back on your phone. You know what I mean, right? But the reality is give her a reason. That's what I hear. Give her a reason it. to get off her phone. Talk to her. Engage yes. with her. Tell her what you were about. I love it. Seduce her away from the phone. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> so good. And you I guys are it. amazing. We, we just love getting to know you. We love being your friends. Mm. We're blessed that you guys are doing what you are, just knowing that we're not fighting this fight alone. Mm. It's awesome. Mm. Well, guys, tell us real quick. I know you got to go. Tell us about how our listeners can get connected to all that you guys are doing. Absolutely. Well, social media. I'm Danisa Suarez Oficial which is official in Spanish with only one F, Danisa Suarez Oficial. <laughs> I am uh, Pastor Jorge Suarez. And for the spelling, you can just look up whatever you, yes. wherever you publish this. It's going to be there. Yep. Yes. And yes. our Pastor website um, just launched. And there's a lot of free resources, little videos, tips. Um, the podcast, our podcast is about to be launched very Woo! soon. Um, our book is there, some e-courses on codependency, on intimacy, on sexuality. So just go to the website, um, ccicounseling.com and uh, eat, eat. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ccicounseling.com. You want to know the name of our podcast? Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. It's Divine Sex. The yeah. same name. <laughs> That's great. Hey, Divine it's Sex. That's where it started, man. Yeah. Yeah. Everything started there. Yes. So, hey, why not? Yes, they're two <laughs> powerful words. They are. You guys, thank you for being with us. This has been an incredible time. We are so grateful for everything you shared. This was awesome, and I know it's going to change lives. Thank you. Thank you, guys, Anytime. for having us. Anytime. I'm yours until the end of time. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe to the show, follow us on Instagram, and sign up for the upcoming course. You can also connect with us on the Ask Us Anything page at RestoredToMore.com. Also, quick note, all the work at Restored to More Inc., including this podcast, is made possible by our donors and financial partners. We wouldn't be here without those who have generously given to the cause of restoration. If you ever feel led to give, you can do so on the donate page on our website. 